everybody. Welcome back to the Soulful Eclectic. Happy fall. It is September 6, 2023. This is season five, episode one. Thank you, thank you, thank you all for joining me. For those of you who are new to the podcast, thank you so much for taking the time out to spend with me. I truly appreciate you and your time. For those of you who are coming back, whether you're a frequent listener or you just float in and out, I appreciate you all the same. So thank you so much for joining me. I, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate you all. So I thought to start this season off with something that most of us is probably going through right now. And I know it, it really has totally consumed my life. Okay. And that is the age old menopause. Yes, menopause. Um, and though I do not look like I am of that menopausal age, so thank you to the Baker Genetics. I appreciate you all so much. Um, they have served me and my family very well that none of us look our age. Um, so we do do live by the age-old adage, black don't crack over here, guys. That's for sure. But anyways, so yeah, so this season kind of, well, last season, let me just end up where last season because I just abruptly stopped doing everything last season. Well, last season, unfortunately, um, I know we talked about penile health a couple of episodes ago. And so with that, my dad actually was going through prostate issues. So he has prostate cancer. He no longer has his prostate. We had surgery. We, I say we like I did the surgery. Um, but he had surgery, which um, I am his healthcare proxy, power of attorney, all that good stuff. So I was heavily involved in his care, his treatment plan, and I still am. Uh, right now he is doing better. He is uh, finished with surgery. He no longer has a prostate. Um, but I do encourage my male listeners, if you are out there, if you have brothers or sisters, um, and I say sisters loosely, I say you sisters, uh, sisters who are married, um, please share with them the importance of having their significant male others in their families to have their prostates checked. Do not just wait. And if you miss anything about penile health, please go back and listen to that because I explain a lot about some of the signs and symptoms and definitely talk to your healthcare providers as well. Um, by all means, I am not the all in all. I do not prescribe any medical advice. I am just not doing that. What I am doing is solely providing you information to have you take better health and better charge of your health and well-being. So yes, so that kind of consumed, eh, again, it's not kinda, it did consume a lot of me in my time. So um, yeah, so therefore I ended the season abruptly without even a word of what was happening. Um, that's how fast things kind of started rolling. But uh, as I said, we are out of the, the woods, thank God. Um, for the most part, he still has treatments that he has to start, hasn't started yet. 
He um, is still healing from the surgery. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, so that's where that went. So I, it's not that I stopped podcasting. I love what I do. I love being my authentic self and sharing me on the podcast. Uh, it's just life kind of took over and I had to drop a few of my uh, juggling balls and the podcast definitely was one that was dropped along with a couple of other things. So believe me, this was not by itself. But anyways, so yeah, so that's some of the things that had taken place. So uh, my sponsors, thank you for sticking with me. My sponsors, Education at Collins ERM is amazing. So if anyone is out there who needs uh tutoring for healthcare issues, or if you even need a speaker to speak about healthcare advocacies in your community, in, in any community, uh, just reach out to Collins Education Resource Management, CollinsERM.com. And if you are in need of great skincare, uh, I know Divine Nubian Essentials is amazing on taking care of your skin with all natural vegan products that are set to not only protect the skin, but also to heal the skin. I personally just use the Muscle Balm for uh, some muscle aches <laughs> from working out. But not only that, it also healed my tattoo. I got a brand new tattoo um, a few months back and it healed it beautifully. Like amazing. So um, it works in that regard. So healing and protection is one of the biggest things. And of course, growing your, your luscious hair, right? Because my hair has been growing like nobody's business. But anyways, so um, yeah, so that's, that's what I've been up to so far. I'm still acting and, you know, looking for those great roles that are coming up. Unfortunately, with SAG, and AFTRA, not unfortunately, because it is fortunate, uh, writers do need to, and actors do need to get paid um, what they just deserve, especially with all these streaming services. And I know all of us are enjoying the streaming services, myself included, um, but I was not aware that they were not paying effectively. So definitely uh, support your actors and your writers on a lot of these projects. Uh, I know AI is a big thing now. And everybody's going out for AI to do a lot of things. But you know what? AI does not have that human emotion and that human intellect. It only goes by whatever the individual feeds into the computer. And like I tell my uh, nursing students uh, that are out in, in the field and using all this technology and programming, the information is only as good as the knowledge of the person that's inputting it into the computer. If you are not aware of what it is that you're doing or you don't have uh, sufficient knowledge about what the topics are or the content, you're going to just, the computer's going to just shit, spew out crap. Um, I was going to say shoot out shit, but um, I'm trying to be better and use my big girl words a little bit better. Um, but again, this is my podcast. I can say what the hell I want to say, right? Uh, anyways, here today, we're going to talk about uh, the other thing that's been affecting my life, throwing me into utter chaos, is that menopause. So as 
my dad had his prostate removed and all these things, that kind of really threw him into his own set of male menopause. And there is such thing as male menopause. So we're going to talk about both. But first, we're going to talk about menopause for women. Because right now, that's exactly what I am living with. And most women are. And as I said, even though I don't look like I am of that age, um, I am close to that of early, uh, late 40s, early 50s of developing that menopause age. So, um, so yeah, so this is what I am dealing with. So I, um, I was in denial for a very long time that this was actually going to happen because I don't, I mean, I have sparse of gray hair in my head. Let me just say my family does not grow gray that fast, uh, aside from my dad, but I think that's more his, his health and his lifestyle. Um, <laughs> I don't think it has anything else to do with that, but looking at, you know, my, the rest of my, the female counterparts in my family, we, we don't get gray hair that fast. Like we're well into our sixties and seventies before we really start seeing some gray hair. So, um, yeah, so I started really experiencing some of those menopausal symptoms and I, what it really hit me was honestly when my clothes was not fitting the way that they are supposed to. Now, I know we all have that menopausal gut is what I, I, I named it because it's, it's the bane of my existence right now. Um, it makes me feel awkward especially in my clothing uh, I don't fit my form-fitting dresses the way I normally were a was able to and I kind of like I said I was in denial I kind of saw it a, it a little bit like I wasn't liking the photos from the last runway show that I did I'm looking at I'm like why is my gut looking like that I mean I had on my you know my shapewear and all these things that to help keep things in place but um it was just not the same and I've worn the dress before so it kind of just threw me off and I just put it in the back of my head but then as the months went on we relocated to Tucson started working life happening I started to see other changes in in my body so one of the other Things that happened that really threw me for a loop was um, not so long ago I would say June June yeah we were coming back from vacation and we were doing the whole OJ run if you guys this is dating myself um, OJ Simpson was running through the airport to go catch the plane uh, so yeah, so I was, you know, my husband and I was like, we got to go catch our connecting flight and I'm trying to run. Now, I run. Um, those of you who follow me know that I am usually used to be outside running often when I lived in, um, our other place, but I, I don't do that here in this city. Uh, it's just not as safe as I would like it to be. Um, not that I have a false sense of security any place is really truly safe but it doesn't give me that same vibe as my old place did but be that as it may um, I kind of just have not been doing that so but I'm still not out of shape um, but what happened was 
I tore or injured my psoas muscle. Now this muscle is a muscle that connects the hip to the back and it's deep in there. So it's not like some surface muscle that I can go get a massage and you know do some stretches and it, it gets back to normal. No, this takes physical therapy. It took months. It's like now these past, let's say July, I started late July, early August. Yes, is when I started feeling that I could get up and walk. So imagine me trying to help my dad and not being able to walk very well. Um, that's pretty much what I was dealing with uh, at the time. But yes, so you know, so we're so we're going through the airport. We're doing our thing, and I injured this muscle. So for months I could not walk effectively, and I starting to wonder why so now here I got to put my own nurse practitioner hat on and and really start to think about it so I diagnosed it with the psoas muscle uh, injury so we got that underway got some PT underway and then started really diving deep into why all of a sudden I'm having these issues and I find it all stems to this whole menopause crap and I'm like are you kidding me now mom I'm gonna say this to you you did not prepare me for this I know I've read every science I've taken care of patients who are living and dealing with menopause family members who call me with menopausal issues you name it but I don't know something in my head kind of just said it's not gonna happen to you yeah I was in total denial okay so one of the symptoms of menopause is not only you know body fatigue and you know changing of the body and um, that abdominal fat but in um, also your, your mental health issues right um, and I know we all most people when they think menopause they go oh I won't have a menstrual cycle yay um, that is like the only great thing about menopause, to be honest, um, is that you know you're not going to get pregnant and you are all done with the menstrual cycles. But you do have some mental health issues that um, happen with that. So please, if you have any women in your family that are going through menopause, and we'll talk about men too, but men and women who may be in that menopausal age, please check on them. Um, because they do have some mood changes, right? They have some anxiety, some definite mood swings because of the hormonal shifts, right? They have low self-esteem basically because their body is attacking them and like morphing into somebody that they're no longer familiar with. And they have trouble focusing and I realized that that was me. Like my mind was in this huge constantly and I and some some of you may know that I am all but dissertation complete with my doctorate in nursing practice so that means I'm doing the research I'm I'm at that end where I can write that I'm writing the paper so that they can bless me and tell me I'm good to go so let that being said Having a concentration issue and 
having my brain in the fog is not conducive right now. I want to just scream because I already have issues with procrastination. Like I procrastinate like nobody's business. I'll wait to the last optimal minute to do things. And I know it's not a good way to do things. Um, I, my body thrives on stress. Not a good thing. Not. Um, but definitely I cannot deal with this brain fog right now. It is throwing me off and my husband thinks that I'm totally losing my mind and I'm just like, no, I just, he tells me things and I forget and I'm looking at him having a conversation with him and half hour, 45 minutes later, he comes in and he's dressed ready to go. He said, didn't I tell you we were going somewhere? And I'm like, holy crap, I totally forgot. And you know, so the, the brain fog is, um, the brain, the brain fog is real guys. Um, and then not to mention you have those physical symptoms. I, you know, I talked about the abdominal girth, you know, great gaining that huge abdominal belly in the front that makes your pants and your dresses fit like you're some odd shaped woman. Um, and for me, that's hard because I have a small waist and a huge behind and my hips are wide but now I have this huge abdominal girth that sits in front of me and it's driving me absolutely mad so I when it says low self-esteem that is definitely the biggest driver in my self-esteem so that physical those physical uh, symptoms for that menopause um, peri Premenopause, perimenopausal, excuse me, and um, menopause, you, it's unreal. Okay, talk about those hot flashes. I was not prepared for those hot flashes. I, for me, I was like, oh, hot flashes, they'll be great. I'm always cold, right? Hell no. Okay, so I, I call them my personal summers. All right, that's what I call hot flashes, my personal summers, because it can be cold as the Arctic and I will be sweating down my arms and I'm like, what in the world is happening? There is a mutiny happening in my body right now. Literally, there's a mutiny happening in your body, but they happen all of a sudden, like you go from hot to cold. Right, and then you, you, it's you got sweat dripping down your neck, and then next thing you know, you you got a goose pimples because you're cold. Um, you have difficulty sleeping. I already have trouble sleeping. I don't need anything else to give me and you know trouble sleeping. But I'm already up at the witching hour of three thirty in the morning, and then here you're gonna add this on top of it. So. I try to make myself go back to sleep. I do the whole meditation. I have the soothing sounds going. Um, all these things going on. And I can drift back off. I think I get maybe a good three hours of actual REM sleep. And then it's done. Because I have those night sweats. Those night sweats, I'm soaked. Oh my gosh, I changed my sheets so much on how much I nice, how many night sweats I get. Um, and it does, it does leave you tired and irritable. You don't want to talk to anybody. I've been thinking I'm having heart attacks because I'm having palp um, palpitations like you wouldn't believe. That's that irregular heartbeat and is very noticeable. I used to notice it 
um, get it. It used to happen to me when I drank white tea. I can't drink white tea. There's way too much caffeine in white tea for me. Um, and if I had too much coffee, I would start to get those palpitations. But now I get them without even having coffee. Like I've transferred over from coffee. So I may have half a cup once a week now, if that, and that's literally just for taste. Um, I've transferred over to that uh, mushroom coffee energizing type drink. Um, and so, so that kind of helps a little bit with the brain fog, not much, uh, along with some other holistic things that I do like beetroot powder and spirulina, wheatgrass, whole shebang um, that I do. That kind of helps, but yes, palpitations is that other like physical symptom that happen. I, I get headaches, but they're not terrible um, at this point, but I just, I had attributed it to probably hydration, uh, which, you know, hey, it could have been both, maybe um, one or the other, who knows. But when I was telling you about the psoas muscle, oh my goodness, that psoas muscle took me down and I've had back pain. Like I literally have sneezed and threw a disc. So I know what it's like. So when that psoas muscle kicked me, I, it felt like someone really kicked me and knocked me down. But muscle aches and increased joint pain in, is another problem as well uh, that, that, that drives that. So I know we talked a little bit when I talked about vaginal health uh, and penile health uh, earlier on. I forget what season that was. I think it was about season two um, before we went into season three that I talked about sexual health and uh, talked about the um, decrease in libido, libido, which is your sex drive. That's due to the decrease in your hormones, right? The estrogen and progesterone that we make as women and for men it's a decrease in their testosterone so all those things and let me tell you all right not only are you going to have a mutiny on your sex life as far as a reduced sex drive but it has a mutiny on your sexual organs i'm like who in the hell did this for us to us for women i don't i'm not understanding this and Yes, I am a healthcare professional. This is not, this is purely informational. Yes, I do know the science behind it. I've prescribed based on the science behind it. Um, but that vaginal dryness, the pain during intercourse, you got the itchiness, the discomfort. I want to say, thank goodness, I am not dealing with that yet. Uh, I am preparing for that because I know it's coming. Because if I have this odd shape, you know, abdomen that's happening and joint pain and muscle aches, I'm sure going to have that coming too. So I'm trying to be be optimistic about that piece um, uh, as much as I can anyway. Uh, and then you have that other piece, right? Um, we talked a little bit about that too during vaginal health, which is frequent UTIs, urinary tract infections. And when we talked about urinary um, vaginal health in that episode, we talked a little bit about uh, sexual intercourse and after sex, make sure you're getting up to empty your bladder because 
you know, the urethra is shorter and so bacteria can climb up there much faster than it does in men. So those kinds of things. But um, these, these symptoms tend to last for, you can have them last for months to years. So it really depends on how you're dealing with it. Um, you are, there are some natural ways you can deal with the hot flashes and night sweats and they can, they may improve a little bit. Um, it may improve your mood and anxiety as well, but I, I, again, talk to your general practitioners, your nurse, your, um, PCPs, primary care physicians, OBGYNs, obstetrics and uh, gynecologists. Uh, to have to to really dive into that if you feel like you're experiencing any of those symptoms, especially if you're starting to feel that you're having more joint pain and you're you're noticing that vaginal dryness and things like that and frequent UTIs, you definitely want to talk about that and 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 engage in that conversation. But here's the thing: yes, there are things you can do. There's hormone replacement therapy that you can do. I am personally choosing not to do hormone replacement therapy right now, and that's just my own choice at the moment. Um, you do what works best for you. Uh, right now, we, I am choosing to go through the natural route and see how this takes me right now. <laughs> and right now, I'm ready to just throw in the towel, but we'll see where it goes. Um, but definitely, there are those options. So have that conversation with your primary care physician or whoever your healthcare practitioner is. Now, my men, okay, if you want to share this information with your men folk in your family, by all means do. If you wanna have the conversation with your husband, spouse, boyfriend, whomever, please do. It's a conversation that I, I think every couple should have especially those of us who are up there in age or getting there in age, um, we should definitely have that conversation. I have the conversation more often with my husband because we are, um, we are excuse me, he is a few years younger than I. So definitely, and we're both healthcare practitioners, which is helpful. So a lot of things I don't have to explain. He already knows and he just looks at me. He's just like, all right, just let me know when you're going to give in the hormone replacement therapy. And we, you know, laugh and go about our business. Um, but definitely it, if you are in a committed relationship, this is really a conversation you should have with one another. And even though most men will probably say that they don't go through menopause, they have like what they call a midlife crisis there is a male type of menopause. Um, and it's usually, it's, it's typically due to lower hormonal levels. So as I said, women have progesterone, more progesterone and more estrogen, a little bit of testosterone. And it's the flip side for men. Men have more testosterone, little progesterone and little estrogen that they have, all right? So as they are getting getting up there in age, it's usually in this, around the same ages as women, because women uh, between the ages of 45 and 55 um, tend to start having lower hormonal levels, and um, they start having the symptoms, and it, and then it increases when you have uh, what you call it a hysterectomy and things like that. So you can speed it up by having 
hysterectomies and oophorectomies, which are removal of your uh, your ovaries. Goodness gracious. Um, but when we talk about male menopause, right, male menopause, they also go, again, through that same, um, some of the similar symptomology and physical issues that women go through because, again, their testosterone levels are lowering and is usually within the same age bracket, the late 40s to early 50s for them. They do have mood swings. They are very irritable, even though they think they're not. They really are, and it's probably due to that issues. Um, and some of them, the mood swings, I know we see it in a lot of the movies where men are going, having that midlife crisis, and they go buy a new car, they um, leave their spouse for someone younger, all these things. That is all part of that male menopause that's happening. So those mood swings, irritable, they lose a lot of muscle mass, um, and they don't have, they have a decrease in their, their, their ability to exercise effectively. And then that fat distribution, so similar to, to women, right? We have that fat distribution that just goes to our abdominal area. Well, their fat distribution starts to develop not only the dad bod or um, what do they call it? Not the dad bod. I think my husband called it something else. I, I'll remember it. Um, but the dad bod, that de definitely happens over a course of time, which is that large, same as us, large abdominal girth. But they also some, can sometimes get the man boobs, gynecomastia, right? Their, their chest gets a little bit bigger. Um, they have a decrease in that energy. They, they don't have, they don't want to have that get up and go like they used to uh, or enthusiasm of doing new things. Uh, they also have that same difficulty sleeping. They are irritable. They have some, a lot of fatigue at night. They, they have the same brain fog that we have. So the, sim, the symptomology resembles the same as fe, female menopause. Um, if, if, and when you, the gentlemen do decide to go in to see their, uh, general practitioner, or if they see their urologist, because most of them will probably end up seeing their urologist first, because most of the time when men decide to go in to see their practitioners is usually because their sex drive has decreased. They have some sort of erectile dysfunction. That's usually what brings most of the men into see their general practitioners when it comes to male menopause. Um, so sometimes they can male menopause is also known as that um, andropause. So that's another term that they use for male menopause. Uh, so that we can discern the give them something a little different. So their testosterone levels fall much lower and uh, they may need to have some testosterone. I hope when we talked about hormone replacement therapy, so they may need to have some hormone replacement therapy. So with that, that deficiency in their testosterone, it happens again later on in, in those later years and is definitely responsible for 
those symptoms that I had named up above, right? So what can also trigger it are some personal, uh, some lifestyle changes, right? There's some psychological factors that also are responsible for some of these symptoms. We talked about the erectile dysfunction and the low sex drive, mood swings, definitely stress, depression, and anxiety. Again, some of the same things that we talked about in female menopause. But as I mentioned, it's usually the sexual dysfunction or erectile dysfunction that brings them in, which also can be contributing. Um, uh, can be due to smoking if they have smoking issues. It can be due to some um, cardiac issues if they have a history of cardiac problems. That can also play into that as well. So definitely worth going in to see a general practitioner, not to just assume, oh, you're going through menopause. It's worth getting checked out because there could be something else happening. Again, this is all information so that you can be knowledgeable about your health and ask the right questions when you go in to see your providers. But um, I'm not saying that to say that, oh, if someone is having some erectile dysfunction, low sex drive and stress and depression, mood swings, that it's all menopause or andropause. It could be some other things. So you definitely should go get them checked out. But um, with your practitioner, uh, midlife crisis, as I said, are also part of that. And it's usually in that halfway stage that we see where men are starting to really think about their mortality, right? Where they think, okay, I need to go out and, and sow my oats because I've been married for 25 years and now my life is going is it's going down and I what, what am I going to do that's you know it, it's a matter of choice and perspective to be honest and some choose that to take that perspective and do other things and but I have had patients who have gone through male menopause and have done very well with their spouses and um had very healthy relationships as far as not only intimate relationships, but life um, relationships as well. But um, I digress. So other causes of male menopause, we talked about diet, exercise. Um, if you have a, if you drink, Large amounts of alcohol that can also contribute to it as well, and of course, smoking has a plays a part in that. Um, with the body changes, men do have some low self esteem issues as well, so it, it does play a part in that. But because of that late onset of that, uh, what we call hypogonadism, that is that hypogonadism is what starts the male menopause where your testes, the men's testicles are producing fewer or no testosterone, which is your male sex hormone. Um, there are some very few individuals who do have it present at birth because they have um, smaller testes or there was a delay in puberty. So we do see hypogonadism in different forms. 
but if you are an adult man who uh, so who is now experiencing these symptoms, then you should be tested and probably will be tested for your testosterone levels to see if they are decreased. So we know that hypogonadism does occasionally happen later in life. Uh, we see it a lot in our patients who are obese or who have type 2 diabetes. So that's we that's also can contribute to that late onset of hypogonadism and that also increases your chances of speeding up that male menopause by being obese or having type 2 diabetes. All right. So all of this, what can you do, right? Just like us women, you just have to manage your symptomology, you know, just be aware, take yourself to the doctor, don't wait until you're ready to buy that Corvette that you know is out of your price range or do some outlandish thing in their marriage of 30 years to go marry a 22 year old, whatever, whatever you're thinking. First, go see your doctors and, and get a health physical, get your labs drawn, see where your hormones are. Most of us in that 45 to, to 55 age bracket, our numbers for our sex hormones have decreased. So why not go find out what your numbers are so you can start preparing yourself for what's to come? Because as much as we would like to try to say it's not going to happen to me, you're human. This is the trajectory of human bodies and how we are formed. So it's going to happen. Now, what are you going to do to help yourself during this process? So for me, for me, because I know that um, this is what's happening to my body and I'm fully aware uh, I've had that conversation, as I said, with my husband, right? We sat and we talked about it and I said, look, my sex drive is shit. I am gaining weight in my abdominal region. I said, I can't think straight. My head is all over the place. And, you know, and he tends to contribute that to the fact that I have 20 things happening. And yes, there that could be true, but I, before hitting... A certain age in time I was able to keep this all together and not drop any any of the balls I was juggling now I'm dropping them so it has to do with the hormones <laughs> okay it's just it is all right so some of the things that I have put into place right being mindful doing my meditations at night getting myself centered doing you know clearing my mind writing things down so I can keep them on track, right? I know my body is having a mutiny. It's doing what it does. So what am I going to do about it? One, I notice when my mood starts to, to shift, I communicate that as much as possible to my husband or whomever I'm with. I'm like, listen, guys, you know what? I'm, I'm in that space. Ooh. I got to do something to change that, right? So that's what I do. I have now gone back to my exercise routine. Yes, it's change. it has to change. I cannot get up and run the way I used to because my joints are hurting. And before it used to help my joints. Now it, it does not help my joints to run. 
So what do I do? I get up and I walk. I, I exercise three days a week with a group of people that we do exercises that fit our body to help tone our body. I pay attention to what I'm eating and, and make sure I'm eating the proper foods. And I'm going to the physician, right? I go see my own nurse practitioner and have my blood work drawn. Like I'm due to go back and have it done. It's been six, seven months since I had my last estrogen and progesterone checked. And at that time, my numbers were in that premenopausal stage, which probably now they're much lower. So I do need to get that checked. You also have a thyroid, with, which also controls some of those hormones and can also drive some of these symptoms, right? So I also get my thyroid checked. And same for men. Men should also get your thyroid hormones checked. When you're getting all those other hormones check your testosterone, estrogen, all those things check. You should get your thyroid hormones checked too because that also plays a part in regulating the other hormones, but it also help it also plays a part in the changes that your body's having as far as the the fatigue, um temperature regulation, your night sweats and your um hot flashes that can all be due to test to your t your thyroid as well so you want to know what's causing it guys you 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 want to know what you don't know and so therefore you do have to go in and see your practitioner and if your numbers are low enough and if your symptoms are really driving you crazy then you may need to go on some hormone replacement therapy they have some good stuff out there. I know because I've prescribed some of it to some of my patients, right? So you may, for my men, all right, because men do have menopause, you may need to get a testosterone replacement, right? So that is the hormone that your, your numbers are decreasing in. So you may need to take a testosterone shot or use some, they have a topical that you can do, androgel. It goes right through the skin. So if there are treatments for it, right? And if it's due to your thyroid, then we can also do some um, thyroid-stimulating hormone replacement as well. Take a pill a day. So there are things that can happen, but you, the only way you're going to be aware of it is if you go and take yourself in to get seen by your doctors, okay? That, that's, that's the heart and soul of it all. So with that, I'm going to just end it right there because it can I can continue on regarding, you know, what's happening. Excuse my airplane. I live next to the Air Force Base, so therefore you can hear the fighter jets. But um so yes, so there there's there's that. But I, I give you this information so that you are aware you can have the conversations with your practitioners, have the conversations with your spouse so that be, if you're showing a disinterest in, you know, intimacy or wanting to go hang out and things, there's a reason sometimes behind it that even though a lot of the time you want to say, oh, you're suffering from depression, depression can stem from decreasing your hormones. So it's not saying that it's not there. It's saying that it's there. Now, what am I going to do about it? And it's taking charge of your life. So take charge. I'm taking charge of mine. So you take charge of yours. All right. So with that, 
I want you to take care of yourself, take care of each other, have the conversation, sit down with yourself first and have the conversation with you. Take a internal um, inventory of where you are and how you've been feeling and then have that conversation with whomever is special in your life and where they are and what they're feeling and then together make a plan. This is why many relationships end because no one talks about this. No one has that deep, intimate conversation about what's happening. Your spouse is not looking at you in that loving way because they are, you know, disgusted with you. Sometimes it may be, I, you know, I'm not going to say that because I don't know what's happening in your household or whatever, right? So it, it very well could have been you pissed them off that day or she pissed you off that day, whatever the, the case may be, but it may not. It may be just the hormones aren't right, right? So why not find out if you are in a committed relationship and you love that person, why not? So for those of you who are listening who are female and you have that older gentleman, that man in your life that fits that age bracket that this could be a possibility, really take in, into account that if they've changed and all of a sudden that this may be the issue and for you men who have the, the women of a certain age in your life and that you are crazy about but all of a sudden she's loco on the cabeza right she's gone off and just started doing these crazy things and just have the conversation because there's a reason there's a reason and unless you ask the question and you walk through it together you both be lost in the sauce and then guess what you're leaving each other for things that didn't even have to be so Let's fix it. So yes, yeah, so that's what I've been going through. So yes, men do have menopause. It's just called something else. And I just hope that this is helpful for anyone who is listening. And please do, please do share if you have anyone that may be exhibiting any symptoms as such or who could benefit from it. I would definitely appreciate it. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me at dc at thesoulfuleclectic.com. You can also fill out an information form on the website, and that is the World Wide Web, www.thesoulfuleclectic.com. And you can reach me there. And you, I mean, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well. I try to do my due diligence and check it as often as I can. I am not stellar at that. I'm telling you guys, I swear I need a social media person who can just do all these things because the more I, they come out with, the more I'm like, oh my goodness, I cannot keep up. But anyway, I digress. But yes, so please feel free to reach out. I would love to hear from you. Um, for those of you who have reached out, um, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for checking in on me. And also, um, thank you for uh, your continued support. I thoroughly appreciate you and all that you all do. So with that, again, take care of yourself and each other. And I look forward to hearing what you guys got going on. Namaste.